you are beautiful, you are so strong, you're amazing. Like Every day of life is a blank sheet of paper. More happy days in our lives. Small, small changes. You had to just be with life. To really practice mindfulness. I am not my thought. It's not easy, but it's very simple. If you put those two things together, you know, the sky is the limit. And help me welcome my beautiful and amazing guest, Jennifer Alemani. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I love to let my guests introduce themselves, to, but to make it a little bit different and unique. If there was a commercial about you, let's imagine there's a commercial about Jennifer. What would the commercial say about you? It can be anything about your personal life or about what you do, but what would... Uh, the commercial about Jennifer Alamani say? I think it would say that I'm kind. I'm kind and that I, I believe in love and I, I'm, I'm about spreading love, love to others. So I think that's what the commercial would say about me. I love it. I, I love love. I, I don't enjoy when I hear that couples break up, couples who have been dating for a long time. Like, and only movies I watch is like romantic comedies because I love love and love also comes with grief Some, uh, and grief can be comes in different forms grief is not only uh grieving the loved one it can be letting go of our old self letting go of the love i would love you to and you teach a lot and you uh, help people go through their own grief i would love to hear about your own personal story and how you become to teach because whatever we are teaching we needed to learn the most so i would love if you could share your own story with me yeah, uh, my, my boyfriend passed away about two and a half years ago, um, and I started journaling about maybe two, three months after he passed, um, and I've always been one to journal my entire life and write my thoughts and how I was feeling, um, but this time it was different. I was writing very quickly. Um, I felt like it was more than me. I felt like other others were, were with me, and what I mean is by like in spirit, I felt that my lost loved ones on the other side, and that also included my mother. I had lost my mother 13 years ago. Um, so I have a lot of folks on the other side, let's say, and and I felt like there was someone with me. I felt like this book was coming out of nowhere. The words were coming out pretty quickly. So at the end of 2019, it was five months after that started, I, I had this book on my hand. Now, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to publish it. Um, I formally come from a human resources professional background of 22 years. So I'm not in the creative space at all or doing anything, um, you know, in that, in that nature. Um, but I kept fe feeling when I was meditating and praying, I kept getting this feeling inside my gut saying, you're meant to help other people. You're meant to do something else. And, you know, it, it all happened organically because I know at the time, I want to say for the past few years, I had been thinking of and asking what was my purpose. I knew that my job and my career wasn't completely fulfilling me. I knew it wasn't, even though I was successful. Um, so then this book came out of me and, and then all of 2020, I was contemplating whether I would publish the book. I wasn't sure. And then it kept coming to me saying, you know, you're meant to do this, right? And then just so you know, I'm a private person. So me telling an intimate story of my memoir, I go into a lot of details in, in my life and, and the journey of love that I've experienced in different ways, um, including self-love. And, but then I knew I, I meant, I knew I was meant to publish it. So my, my HR career ended at the end of 2020, and then I just went into full mode of designing my website, uh, getting ready to self-publish the book. It came out in April. 
Um, and then since then, I've just been doing this. Uh, a lot of people reaching out to me. There's a lot of people grieving in the world. And a lot of different people have been reaching out to me as well, like you just said. Um, not just people losing a loved one, but people who lost a job and they're grieving in that way. People who have ended a marriage uh, in that sense. So it's just that loss and that feeling. And, you know, I think they're just getting some inspiration from me, the way I kind of picked up and said, I'm going to use this pain that I was experiencing and turn it into fuel and change my life and move things forward. What is grief? Let's define the word, what is grief? Obviously, it has many paces, many aspects of it. But what does grief mean for you? It's, it's just sadness. It's complete pain and sadness, I want to say. That, that's what, it, that's what it, it came through for me as, and that's what it means for me at this current moment. Mm. Does grief have any stages that you have observed? Does it ever oh, go away? I mean, I don't think it ever goes away. I just think we learned how to deal with it in a different way, you know? And then I think we learned how to deal with our loved ones in a different way because now it's like a different relationship that's changed. At least I believe that, right? I strongly believe that I'm a spiritual person. So I believe that relationship also changes. So I, I think it doesn't go away because I think you will always miss them in the physical, but there's a way to work through it. Like I have that I'm so connected with them spiritually now that I can, I can feel them at times around me. What was the what is the name of the book and what was the motivation behind writing your book? Because going through this pain is one thing, trying to help others is another thing, but wanting to have this in a like written format and writing a book is a completely different process. And if it takes a lot of inner discipline and if you don't have the purpose and motivation in check behind writing the book, it can get so messy emotionally, physically. So what was your motivation for writing the book other than obviously helping the people? Why was it healing for you, I think, is the better question. I, I think because it, it made me truly get out all of my emotions and not mm -hmm. only the grief, the grief of missing uh, my partner, but also my mother and losing her 13 years ago. I don't think I fully went through the grieving process fully with her. I think I was keeping certain things suppressed. So I think the book got every single emotion out of me. And then also that discovery of, are you, are you truly self-loving yourself completely too, right? That came out too. So I think that was the purpose of the universe pushing me to write all that I was in the book. Um, but yeah, the title of the book is called Mark My Love. So I, I, mark, I mark different points of love in my life, you know, whether it be romantic love or love of my family and my mother, different things that I've had. I kind of go through that little bit of journey of tapping into little, little pieces of love in my life, you know, and then obviously loss that came up with it too do you think love and loss are just opposite of each other and also why is love so important for humans i think that if you don't I, I think love and loss go hand in hand i don't think that if you didn't love something i don't think you can like lose it completely or experience that loss if that makes sense it has to be partnered up together um and love is so important because I think that's what we're all here to learn. At least I feel. I think that that's ultimately every human being. I think that we're supposed to learn how to love unconditionally. And that means everybody completely without bias across the board. And I think that's what we're ultimately here for, to be honest. What does it mean for you personally to love unconditionally? It just means there's no, 
there's enough strings attached to anything and anything, right? You can, you can, you know, you can just be honest, your true self completely. And I, lo I love that. I love that thing or that person, no matter what, you know, so that's what that unconditional part mm -hmm. means to me. How do you start to help people when they come to you and they are grieving? Um, what is the questions you ask? What is the first step you personally take with them? I mean, I ask, I mean, you know, I, I just ask them how they're feeling, to be honest, right? I ask them, I don't get into the details of how long has it been and when did you lose? I, but there's so much, people get into logistics like that and I feel like they don't, that doesn't matter, right? Because I know what I, I experienced myself. So the numbers of things or the details, it, that, that doesn't matter. So I, I tend to ask them, like, how are they feeling so I can get a gauge of where they're at, right? I'll know from my own experience, right? So if they're feeling super sad, you know, I, I talk with them about that space, you know, and then I, I, then I go into my own journey just so they know, like there's, there's, there's ways out of it in a sense, at least for me, there was. And I, I just tell them how I got to that space, right? I tell them that I brought nature into my life a lot more. And I want to say that helped me with some of my sadness, that I was able to see life a little bit more. I was opening up my eyes more to nature when I was outside. Um, the meditation and prayer too, I tell them about that because that just keeps me grounded, but it also, feel, I feel it connected me more with those that had passed on the other side. So I kind of gauge where each person is at because everything is going to be different, right? There's all stages of grief. We hear that in books, you know, there's anger and there's denial and all of that. And I don't really get into that too much. You know, I'm not a certified grief counselor, right? I'm someone who experienced grief in different points in my life, you know, they were people who I, you know, my my mother was a single mom, so she was my mom, my dad, and my best friend. So when she left my life, like that was a major shock for me, you know, to start rebuilding my life when I had built my life around her in a sense of my adult life, you know. Um, so it's kind of just showing people like how to rebuild. I, I that's that's my main focus with with folks, mm -hmm. right? Trying to help them put that one foot in front of the other again. So I think it's what? very individual. Uh, where is the line between? Because sometimes I think um, being sad can become a habit. And I think that we feel as we think. And if our thinking is not disciplined, then our feelings is not disciplined anymore. But obviously we have to not numb the pain and feel the pain when something happens. But where is the line between feeling too much and then letting go? Because we can attach to things, we can attach to pain because... That's how we, it's just, we become sad and then we cannot see the joy anymore because we have spent so much time being sad. How do you personally let, like take, have that line between, okay, I'm going to feel what I'm feeling. And then when it gets too much of feeling, then, okay, this is too much of feeling. I have to let this go because this is consuming me. Yeah, I think at least for me, when I would start to get sick a little bit, to be honest, and that sounds horrible, but like, meaning, you know, it, it would affect my stomach a little bit or things like that. That's when I knew it was getting to be too much. And then now, now at this point in my life, it doesn't get that far at all, right? I don't go into where I'm physically feeling something. Now I, I let myself, I give myself a few minutes, you know, it depends on what I'm, I'm going through, right? But I had my moments. I had my moments the, uh, just two days ago. I was crying for a little bit. I said, okay, I let it out. It was coming out of nowhere for whatever reason. And I, I let myself feel it. But like I said, it was just a few minutes. I let it out. I said, okay. I think that I've learned that the joy feels so much better than the sadness. 
and I have come to that point in my life. So I, that's why it's easy for me to flip it in the other way. But that's, that's, that's a whole work in progress for people, right? Because I can't say that that wasn't overnight for me. I know that, honestly, I can be honest with people about that. But I kept on the path to get there is what I'm saying. I kept going on the path. Okay, a little bit more, you know, you feel a little bit more, a little bit more and, and then you get to that point. Mm, that's so interesting. Do you think I often hear time heals everything? Is it time or is it something else? I don't know if it's time, to be honest. I think it's um I don't want I don't want to use the word acceptance. I'm 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 lost for a word right now to but it's just you kind of just you, you transform, I think. I think you you grow in life as a human being. That's what it is. I think you grow and you come to a realization that yes, death is a part of life and all of that. Does that make sense? So I think it's it's more of that. It's not just time healing the wounds. I think it's growth in your own mm -hmm. self, at least I feel. Yes, I agree with you because uh, there are people who take 20 years to let go of one thing. And I think it's just acceptance, yes, and willing, willingness to, to want to feel the joy, to want to become better. And then if we just change our habits, we practice, practice, practice. Just one day you wake up and you feel better. The next day, and I think it's all cyclical. Don't you agree? It's like it just comes back. And, but every time we get better and better at it if we are working on ourselves. Also, how do you um, forgive yourself when you cannot um, be the best version of yourself? I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not hard on myself anymore. I used to be. And I think as mm -hmm. human beings, I think we tend to do that. Um, but just as we're giving grace to others, right. That others may do things to us is, you know, that may not be the best thing. It's almost giving grace to yourself. So, you know, it, it's part of that love that we've talked about in self-love, right. So part of that is forgiveness, right. So you have to be gentle with yourself. So it's, mm -hmm. it's almost like the other, you know, like I said, a few days ago when I, I was, you know, getting a little upset and crying a little bit, I didn't beat myself up about it. I didn't say to myself like, Oh, what are you doing? You know, better. No, it was just, okay, something went on, that emotion had to come out and, you know, I let it, I, I went with that flow of it. Hmm. What was, obviously it's, you can share, you cannot share, it's just up to you, but what was the first days, the first month look for you personally when you were grieving uh, your lost love? Yeah, I, I want to say the first, the first month was the hardest. I want to say... Gosh, the first uh, the first two weeks were the probably the most difficult. I, I couldn't I couldn't really get out of I got a bed get out of bed to be honest. Right, this was a person who you know I had met. We had a relationship. It wasn't a very long relationship, but we knew we were going to be in each other's lives for the rest of our lives. Right, we're both middle aged, um, so we knew this was like new love. We had had broken relationships, divorces. You know what I mean. So when you come to a point in that life and you meet someone. So then to lose them, right? I felt like I found this love of my life. That's basically what happened. And then I lost him. So it was kind of like, I, what I tell people, you know, we had a 10 month relationship, right? So you're talking, we fell in love and then he got sick, you know, a few months in and then passed away, you know, 10 months later. So this, you know, I, I tell people, imagine the emotions of love and falling in love and what you feel, right? When you meet someone and you found someone and you're like, wow, 
and then to lose them and then to go into grief. So it was intense, obviously, to have that roller coaster. Um, so I want to say the first two weeks, I, I, I got out of bed, but barely. I barely got out of bed. I, I couldn't, um, I couldn't uh, think, think past the pain. I, I said to myself, why is this happening again in a sense of someone I love so deeply, you know, is gone. Um, but the odd thing is, is that I had, I had this yoga trip planned, this retreat that I had planned months and months before um, he had passed away. And I had picked a, just a random date on the calendar. And it happened to be about, you know, two and a half weeks after he passed or so. And I wasn't going to go. I literally was like, why would I go? But then something pushed me and said, no, you need to go. And I, and I, I even fought with myself. I remember I kept thinking, well, no one, no one will know if I don't go. I'm here. I'm by myself, right? So I could pretend I'm just here and no one knows and it doesn't matter. But again, something, something bigger than myself pushed me to go. Um, and I think that's what started the journey that I, I, I got out of bed more. Right. I went on that trip. I went to this yoga retreat. I was out in nature. I was hiking, which I didn't do normally. That's not my thing. I was doing different things. And that's when I felt, okay, now you have to conquer this differently. Um, so then when I went back home, things just changed. It just changed. I'm not saying I was jumping for joy. Let me make that clear. It just meant I was getting out of bed. I felt determined. I felt that um, my partner's present was with, presence was with me. I felt my mother's presence more. And I knew I was determined to change the course of my life and move things forward. So here we are. So I think changing our routines and if possible, changing environment and if not changing the apartment, obviously, maybe like do, doing something different every single day just um, takes you out of that state because you're not used to it. Uh, even if someone is not feeling to see the joy your brain is like active because it's a new thing you are seeing new people you are it's a new place so changing habits is all routines habits maybe like taking even a different route to work can do wonders because it's a different thing and it just helps i really love that um story of your higher self just literally guided you and it knew what was best for you even before the things happened it just yeah yeah, yeah that was that was a big thing because I, I don't really believe in coincidences right so that that trip being planned months ago months before his passing and then when he passed and all of that being the way it was I knew someone had set that up for me I knew there was a higher self a higher being that set that up and said she's going to need this um and and I did so but great job for trusting that intuition it takes so much strength in those moments to push yourself to do that thing that you know it's right, but everything else is just like pulling you back and pulling you down. And you get all sorts of crazy things of how to, even if you said like, yeah. no, what would I have known if I would have not gone? Like you get yeah. the crazy thoughts and it takes so much strength and courage. Even at that moment, there is this quote, which I ended my book and it goes something like, it's a little part of it is, um, a strong man cannot help a weaker unless the weaker is willing to be helped. And even then the weaker must become strong of himself. And then it goes on. And even when we are in that weak stage, we have to become strong of ourselves because it's just only us who can change our situations. So just bravo to you that you somehow just some found some strength to listen to it and pushed yourself to go there. Oh my God, it's so challenging to do that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, it was a place I had been to before um, where I found peace. So, so it didn't surprise me that I did find peace there. It was just mm-hmm. getting me there, right? You said that's the hardest part, right? I had, I had no one physically pushing me out of the door to do that, but yet I kind of did. Yeah. I had something pushing me. So, um, Have you been able to, know, to open up yourself? Not maybe love, but possibility. When, when someone is grieving, is, are they still able? Are, st- are they able to be in receptive mode? Are they able to love? Or does the heart completely close off? And it just takes, obviously, everyone is unique and it takes different time for everyone. But have you felt like you, at any point, that you are ready, maybe not to start a relationship, but maybe of a possibility of opening up yourself for love again? Yeah, no, I, I want to say um, it, took a, it took a good year, I want to say, after his passing for me to even think mm. about it and opening up love again, to be honest, because I, I was in shock, you know? Um, but I want to say, you know, I want to say it took another year. So now it's been about two and a half years for me to really, really be ready. Right. I think that I was telling myself I was ready, but then I was feeling like I wasn't. So then there was more self-discovery. I want to say with myself. Right. And then now I think I'm at a point where, yeah, I can honestly say, you know, I'm ready. And I'm, mm-hmm. but I'm, I, but I'm ready not only because of the grief, you know, process, but also who I am as a human being, because I've changed so much that I, I gave myself more self-love than I ever have in my life, right? So I'm, now I'm completely ready, I think, but I think probably more ready than I've ever been in my entire life before to love differently, if that makes sense to you. Yes, and obviously the person you are going to attract, it's going to be a completely different relationship because you have, your vibration is higher, you are on a higher point, you have changed so much. And I, I just like to believe that everything happens for the best because I, I don't know, that just helps me in life because if, if I don't have hope, then nothing, everything is pointless. So I love to think that everything that happens, happens for a reason and it's just for our um, highest good. Let's talk about your book. Uh, why do you, in what aspect, not why, but in one, what, okay, let's ask the question like this. For who do you think your book will be helpful? I, you know, to be honest, I want to say every every human being. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, because I I go through a little bit of where I come from, how I grew up in New York City in Brooklyn, a Latin background. You know, I'm a single mom, so culturally, you know what I mean. So I, I want to say a little bit of of everything for everybody. You know, I go through a little first love in my life and first heartbreak. You know. I go through going away to college and being the first graduate in my family to graduate college, you know? So it's, a, it's I wanna say there's a little bit from every human being, you know? And even though there's, you know, there's pain and I think t- tears in there, there's also laughter. There, there's also laughter in there. You know, I tell little parts of my life that's, you know, funny little things from growing up or, you know, so I, I wanna say every everybody can find something in there. Um, and I think that there's been a wide range of different different readers, um, male readers, female readers, uh, different age groups. Uh, I want to say I had I had a review um, from someone who was reading reading the book to their 98 year old mother, and their 98 year old mother said, "Wow, I've learned something from listening listening to you read this this uh, young lady's book." You know, so there's a little something for everyone in there. Mm. 
I have um, two more questions for you, but as now we are talking about the book and the question is relevant. Where can people find you? Where can people find the book? How are you bringing value to the people? And I will link everything down in the description box, but still, if you could say. Yeah, you can find my book on BookBaby, uh, also Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Um, my website also, jennifermalamani.com. The clicks are right there also to get my book. That's where people can find me. I'm on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and LinkedIn also. Perfect. Uh, before I ask you to leave us um, with something that is the question I ask to everyone, is there any topic you really wanted to cover or anything you wanted to talk about and I didn't get the chance to ask you the question? No, I think we covered everything. I want to say, you know, it's just me reminding people to, uh, to make sure they're living their life in love. Mm. Okay, leave me and listeners with either one sentence or two or three or just simply a word, but just whatever you feel is in your heart right now. Uh, just be kind to one another. I think that's so important where we are in the world. And I think that that's going to get us to where we need to be. Um, and then obviously that's loving each other. So going back to my main message, you know, bottom line is love for one another in an unbiased way. Yes. And I just felt guided to ask you, Edward, one more question, because I think it's very important to cover how can we support someone who is grieving? Other than knowing that person, understanding their unique needs, is there anything universal we can do to support them? Because this is such an important question, and I really want to ask you this question. Uh, just be there for them, you know, listen to them and, and love them, right? And I want to say that doesn't mean discussing all the details of what happened, you know, just being quiet and listen to them. That being being present with them that's the most important thing yes i like that and if you cannot do that either let them know if they can understand that or just don't go to them because we don't have if we don't have space if our cup is empty we cannot help anyone so there is nothing wrong with not being able to be a friend to your friends when they need or being with your family members when they need if you don't have space just take care of yourself first. As Jennifer said, give yourself so much love, as much love as you need. Forgive yourself. And Jennifer, like talking about this is, sounds so easy, but it you went through a journey. It takes so much to be sitting here with those like sparkling eyes and those peaceful energy. I'm pretty sure you have, you still have your moments. You had your moments and it just takes so much courage and it takes so much strength to go through it and become a better person because let's be real it's easy to be sad in a way it's easy to stay in that point the hard thing is to find the joy the hard thing is to be happier and grow and grow your mindset that's the hard thing i'm pretty sure people would be like how is it easy to be sad it just can't, it's, it's natural we can be sad all the time but just going through that pain and feeling that pain takes so much courage and just thank you for doing that because now you wrote this book and you are helping other people and your energy by you liking yourself and being yourself helps other people just by simply being you so i really appreciate and i want to acknowledge you for that oh thank you so much i really appreciate your words uh, they, they touched my heart thank you and thank you listeners for listening i hope you took valuable lessons from jennifer's story and have a beautiful rest of the day or maybe a night because it's night here it's day wherever in new york um at jennifer so maybe it's night maybe it's day but thank you for listening and until next time <laughs>